Yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to the Laura Petty Podcast. The only podcast in the world where we love everybody, we make fun of everything, and I hope you are having a splendid week. A very gracious week, a very good one, that you're accomplishing all the things you want to accomplish, that you are cutting the people out of your life that you need to cut out of your life, that you are being the most high-based person you can be. And not being high isn't being high on drugs, because that means you're a degenerate. I mean, being your highest self. You know what I'm saying? Because we have a higher self and we have a lower self. And you know which one is tugging around in your body. You know which one is tugging at which string to do whatever actions, you know? You're sitting around fapping three times a day, being mad at stuff and getting stoned. That's your low self. That's the little boy. That's the little boy pulling. But then your higher self is the one that's telling you to go and do something productive, to go create something to go talk to people, to go outside and go for a little walk, go work out, you know, do some cool stuff. Uh, anyways, this podcast is brought to you in part by lordpetty.com, your one-stop shop for very cool merch and other cool stuff. There's a blog on there and I haven't done a blog post in a while because I try to do too much. Anyways, lordpetty.com, go there, pick up some merch. Uh, check out the other links. Follow me on all socials. Please leave a rating on this podcast. And uh, go check out my book, The Petty Principles, if you haven't yet. If you haven't yet, what's wrong with you? How can you be a fan of this podcast without getting the book? Okay? Go get the book. Go get the audio book. It should be on... God, it's been like pulling teeth getting these fuckers to get it on iTunes. Uh, let's see if it's on there yet. God, it's still not on there, bro. Anyways, uh, go get the audiobook on Audible. You can get it for free. There will be a link in the show description for a free uh, uh, Audible trial. And if you already have Audible, you can just use, you get a free credit every month for a book. So go pick up the book that way. That way. That way. And I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all from the very bottom of my deep, dark, pasty German heart. Uh, speaking of having a, a, a pasty German heart. I went, I had an interesting experience. So if you guys think that I don't give a fuck, you think like I am the no gives a fucks, you should meet my fucking sister, dude. She doesn't give a shit. She marches to the beat of her own drum and does whatever she wants. And uh, it's hilarious and very admirable. Like I get... I get... I'll, I will say whatever I want. I have no trouble speaking in front of people. But as soon as I have to perform stuff like if i had to screw together a, a desk in front of 10 strangers or something i would die of anxiety um but so my sister is very into like pinup culture and sewing clothes and stuff like that and uh, very good at it too and so she got into doing these pinup competitions right where it's basically uh objectifying women um, and I don't know, it's basically a, a beauty, beauty pageant contest type deal, but we're with pinup, old school type clothes. And I think they all make their own clothes. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it works. Okay. I'm just a dumb, dumb white guy. All right. But um, she said she's doing this pinup competition and invited me to come. So I said, yeah, of course I'll come show out. 
And turns out, <laughs> turns out it was called Miss Chicana. And uh, <laughs> my sister is as white as I am, okay? But she ain't giving no fucks. So we went to this event. We went to this event. And then uh, when I learned what it was called, uh, I was excited because I figured there'd be some some hot Latinas there. And if there's hot Latinas, I will show up. That is just natural. There's If you tell me there's free beer, free food, or hot Latinas somewhere, I don't care what the circumstances are, I will have to be having a very traumatic event, um, and I will be there. And it actually was kind of traumatic because I never smoke weed. I never participate in the marriage of Juana's, but... Um, so I have this autoimmune disorder. Like I, said, I don't like talking about it too much because I don't want anybody to have any sort of like pity or sympathy for me or whatever because I don't want to be part of my personality. But every once in a while, even though I'm completely unmedicated on it, which is just a, a, a mental miracle because they told me that was never going to be the case. I was going to have to be on these strong medications for the rest of my life. But so I just kind of stopped taking the medication and told myself, no, bro, you're not sick. And which you can read the last chapter in my book all about that. A uh, little plug there. But... I, a friend of mine, uh, gave me a bunch of edibles a while, but just CBD stuff. And one of them, I didn't know, I didn't know what Delta is, dude. I didn't know what Delta is. And, um, let me plug this really quick. Cause this is my homie's company. It's my homie young Jin's company. And his product is, um, I'm totally spacing right now. Why am I fucking this up so bad? Oh my God. Elevar Wellness. E-L-E-V-A-R. Elevar Wellness. So that's his company and they make good shit. And so he just hooked me up with a bunch of it, right? And he hooked me up with a bunch of it, but I didn't know what Delta is. I didn't know that Delta has euphoric... <laughs> has euphoric effects. But so anyway, so I was kind of having, I think just because I was boozing so hard and just eating like a, like a dump truck and I started getting uh, my bad joint pain because that's what happens. Basically, my immune system thinks that something's wrong and then it starts attacking, excuse me, healthy, healthy cells and it causes joint pain. And um, so, I, so I'm like, well, let me, let me eat some of these CBD joints before we go out to this thing. I'm going to be on my feet all day, getting tired like an old man. And we're sitting in the car and all of a sudden it just hits me like a brick wall. It's like, holy fuck, I am high as hell. And I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready to be high as hell at a Miss Chicana thing as the only white people and uh, with a bunch of low riders and cholos with bald heads doing the ring, ring. You know, the, you know when they hit the switch and it makes that noise like in the beginning of a Dr. Dre song? I got really stoked when I heard that for the first time because I've only ever heard it in, you know, Dr. Dre or exhibit songs. And uh, hearing it in real life was dope. Even though I would never drive one of those cars. I don't know you, I just don't have that confidence. I don't have that confidence to drive a car like that because you also become a target in that car. Because if you're driving that car, you're expressing to the world that you are not a civilian when it comes to, you know, being hard. And I don't want to be hard. I don't give a fuck. If you walk in my house, yeah, I'm going to blast you into the next dimension. But just in regular life, I don't want to fucking deal with turf that people's moms are renting to compete with some guy and get shot over it. You know, I don't give a fuck. I'll be a dork pasty white guy in my, in a blazer and a top hat getting all the bitches. Um, 
Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, you know, somebody called me a jock the other day. I was like, dude, you should see me play sports. Like I'm way not, I'm so not outside competitive like that. I'm very internally competitive. My internal, my internal world and my internal, like, oh, you're a piece of shit thing is constantly like, there's no pressure that somebody else could put on me. That is more than the pressure that I have on myself. So when I see dudes just competing with each other, like chasing a ball around, it's like, all right, well, I really don't care about you guys. But uh, I thought somebody was knocking at the door. But so we get there and I was really high. And uh, so my sister gets into this competition and they, they she's very last. There's like, I think seven contestants or eight or something like that. You know, and so the first girl that gets up there, it's like this short little meatball. She starts talking about, oh, well, I have two or three kids and I sometimes I get to go come outside of the house and... You know, <laughs> and then the second girl, second woman, same thing. She was like a housewife. Basically, most of these women were like bored housewives that just needed to get outside and get some attention because their husbands aren't giving it to them, you know. And um, and my sister is like a very smart, like tall, beautiful, college educated blonde woman. And we're at this fucking parking lot with all these, you know, Hispanic housewives that just need to kind of get out of the house. And um and I was scared. I was scared she was going to win because I was high and I already felt the eyeballs everywhere. And the bad thing was is all the hot Latinas that were there were already pregnant. So all in all, it was kind of a, a fear-induced situation. But uh, I did take a piss at one point. The porta-potties were kind of far away, like away from... And they were just blasting music. I think I'm on the spectrum. I've came to the conclusion uh, that... It is a definite possibility that I'm slightly autistic because I overthink everything. I analyze the every situation to death and I don't like loud noises. Like if there's loud noises, it's straight up just like defeats me. And they were just blasting music out of these speakers before the thing. And, um, and so I kind of had to go run off and like sit there and just kind of adjust and recuperate. And uh, that sounds so funny, dude. I'm only 32. Is that how old I am? I'm only 32 and I already need to go hide from loud noises. But I've always been like that. Even though I was a big music guy, I was never really into concerts or anything like that because it's just too loud for me. I don't like loud people and loud colors. I don't like, I don't like anything loud. And that's uh, so why I, I, I was hiding and I was high. And then I was sitting by these benches kind of like over by the porta-potties, probably, I don't know, 200 feet away from where this thing was going on. And um, these two Latinas were walking by. Uh, they were decent, but they weren't, you know, nothing I was going to put any effort into. But then they started laughing when I was just sitting there on my phone. And then one of them says, see, I told you he didn't want to come. And uh, it was cool. And then I fucked both of them. I'm just kidding. I'll never talk about that. But I forget what I was talking about. Oh, so then uh, my sister was up there. And then, like I said, all the girls got up there and started talking about how they got out of the house. And then it was my sister's turn to answer her question. And they asked her, you know, are you more of a modern pinup girl or a traditional pinup girl? And then my sister said, well, I prefer traditional, traditional pinup because when I was in college... I had pinup girls on my wall and I was like, okay, so my sister's the only person up there with a job who went to college. Okay, we got that going on. And then uh, then she started talking about um, how we, and 
modern pinup is very is way more inclusive. You have all more people of every shape and size. And I was like, oh, Tammy, don't say race. Don't say race. Don't say race. Don't say race. Please don't say race. And she didn't say it. And I was so happy and so proud of her because she was... <laughs> <laughs> she basically was saying, in other words, yeah, me and all these big bitches uh, all get to be up here at the same time. At the same damn time. But it actually is. It's a, it's a pretty cool, fun comedian. I'm not making fun of that. I'm just being comedic douchebag. Like, they were, it was fun. It was cool. But um, yeah, I'm, uh, this sounds very terrible and it shouldn't sound the wrong way, but I'm glad she didn't win because those things are meant to be won by other people you know what i mean because that's when i realize a lot of times when i go do stand-up how i just get this fucked up reaction um it was weird like watch it watching my sister on stage kind of it gave me this introspective thing i was like well that's why i need to do more self-deprecating comedy or something like that because a lot of people that get into comedy i mean you either become a you either become a tattoo artist or a comedian if you've just failed at everything you know what I mean? Do you think I want to be making dick jokes? No, I'd rather have a corner office on on First Ave in, in fucking New York or something, you know? But I'm too dumb and funny for that. So here I am making dick jokes because I can't function I can't function within a corporation. Like when I was working at my finance job most recently in the last year, I I I, I was I could imagine myself just hanging myself with a tie. It's like if I have to do this for 30 more years talking to these fucking idiots and trying to convince people to do stuff. I don't know, bro. If I had this thing, I was uh, messaging with the, the dictator, uh, Jessica Harlow last night and we're just kind of laughing and she brought up a good point about uh, if you could only be just like dumber and not care. And so my thing is I wish I could be dumber and just not care about anything or smart enough to be able to keep my fucking big mouth shut, but I can't. I'm smart enough to where it hurts to be around all these fucking idiots, but I'm not smart enough to completely separate myself from them. Therefore, I'm not mad at the elites because a lot of people go, oh, the elites, they get all mad at the elites. It's like, I'm not mad at the elites. I'm just jealous. I haven't figured out how to separate myself yet because I don't want to be amongst all these fucking morons. I can't do it. And that's where the comedy thing comes in, comes in hand because comedy is the only avenue where you can get up there and just actually speak your mind. It is the last place. And they're trying to kill that. They're trying to kill this and that. And so, but what I've realized is a lot of comedians, and this is no secret, a lot of them deal with mental issues. And I mean, I might be retarded. We've established that. So I'm not trying to call anybody out. I have nothing but respect for most comedians. Most. Some of them just fucking suck and they're just sad. They're not funny. I've said this before. Just because you're sad does not mean you're funny. It's two different things. But, um, so yeah, I just realized I can't get up there and just only trash people because uh, in that community, I'm probably kind of Chad-esque. And uh, just for the fact that I'm tall and have my teeth and don't quite live in my car yet. Even though right now I am technically homeless. So maybe I'll work that into an act. Um <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, did you guys hear about the Tampax outrage? There's a big Tampax outrage because they tweeted. Tam, let me let me find the exact quote. Tampax. God, how who thought of a Tampax? Who just woke up one day and be like, let's shove this little cotton ball up some pussies? Tampax out. Tampax tweet. 
So they said, Tampax at center of transphobic Twitter pylon over, over a tampon joke tweet. And so tampon, so Tampax said, you're in their DMs. We're in them. We are not the same. So allegedly that is transphobic, but it not only being transphobic, it is sexualizing women, I guess. And I guess that is where we draw the line in the sand. It's not Cardi B telling your six-year-old to flop a pussy around. It's not whoever the fuck else, because I don't pay attention to any of this degeneracy anymore, right? It's not like I was just talking about how I went to this beauty pageant thing and they literally put numbers on women and they lined them up and they made them all say one sentence and then we all judged them on their clothes and their appearance, right? Or it's not like, you know, my, my friend uh, Steve Gillespie, he, he's got a great joke where he says that he wants a beautiful wife so people care about him when he dies because the only time you, when a man dies, it goes, oh, and he had a beautiful wife. So if you don't have a beautiful wife, nobody gives a fuck about you. And so, and that's just how we treat women. You know, we just judge them on their appearance, sexualize them, put numbers on them. And, um, yeah, if you're, if I'm, I won't admit, dude, I like to make fun of these femme Nazis and stuff like that. But if you're just a troglodyte woman, it's going to be a hard time out here, dude. Like, let's just, let's just admit that even though, okay, but like a troglodyte woman is somebody like under a four. If you're a four, if you're a four and up, your life is going to be way easier than most males between under an eight. You know what I mean? Like a female four is equivalent to a male seven as far as in the sexual market and shit like that. I'm not talking about finding a partner, but um, yeah, I just find it weird that the Tampax joke is finally where the selective outrage culture is losing their fucking minds because we've always done that. That's all we've ever done is sexualize women. And I don't understand this Balenciaga thing too. It's fucked up and I don't agree with it, obviously. But what's the difference between these Balenciaga people putting the sex bear doll in these kids' hands and taking pictures and having all these creepy fucking left-wing teachers that want to talk about their sexuality to kids? What's the difference? Maybe just stop sexualizing the kids and leaving the fuck alone and let them go play with clumps of dirt outside. I hope these parents, I hope in like the next 15 years or whatever, when all these kids transition and then sue their parents for negligence, I hope they sue their parents for negligence and the parents go to prison. You know what I'm saying? I am very far removed from being a go with the flow type of person. You know, I'm not very easily influenced. And if you look at my content, you know, I'm not talking out of my ass. Like I will say whatever I want and I don't care if it, I mean, obviously I don't mean to piss people off, but if I truly feel something, I'm not going to stray away from my morals is what I'm saying, unless I'm just factually wrong. If somebody can put some information in front of me, it's going to make me really reassess how I feel about some things. So, and I've been like that my whole life. My, I would hate, I would if some kids would start wearing something, I'd start wearing other shit. I just always need to be different. Otherwise, I just don't feel well, okay? But when I was seven years old or something like that, my mom or dad could have told me to jump off of a bridge and I would reincarnate into a, a cool teddy bear that could fly. And I would have believed them. They could have told me to wear anything, do anything. I was so impressionable by my parents and every child is. So if you got some fat, pink-haired, troglodyte mom being like, oh, well, to be different, it's it's like that munch Munchhausen, Munch Munchild syndrome or whatever, you know, where you get the moms where they just constantly take their kids to the doctors because uh, the kid isn't getting enough attention from a male authority figure. So they have to compensate for it somehow. It's like this mental illness on the parents' behalf. That's what a lot of this trans kids shit is, dude. 
These parents want the attention. They want to be able to say, you know, the mom's got the stickers on their cars saying, I'm an honor, honor student mom or my mom goes to said college, yada, yada, yada. These parents will be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a trans kid parent. It's so challenging, but I'm so accepting. I'm so good. The fuck ever happened to tomboys, you know? I literally asked my mom to buy me a Barbie so I could play with my sister. And I am as straight as it gets. Except that eventually I would undress the Barbies and want to see their tits, even when I was like seven. So I guess these kids do know. <laughs> I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, that got weird. But I don't know, bro. Just don't have kids, I guess. Just pull out. You know what I'm saying? One more point I want to make, and I've, uh, I made an Instagram video about this, but I don't think I clarified it very well. I don't th- I think I got too deep into the midst of it and expressed myself properly, but I've realized the political landscape in the United States, because we only have two parties, um, and the left side is most, it's very feminine, you know, like liberal men are very feminine, and then most women, um, most women most of the Democrats are women. It's not like most women are Democrats, but most Democrats are women. And then the very feminized men, you know, the guys who have been stripped of their manhood, but then uh, they think it's going to get them pussy, but then the women just despise them for being useless, like that type of guy. Those are like the hyper-liberal men, right? And so, and then on the right, you have most, you know, cops, soldiers, women that are logical, um, you know, you just, you know, the, you know, the political landscape, I don't need to describe it. I mean, you could typically look at a person, right? You can typically look at a person and kind of know where they are politically. Right. And the left is just more emotion. And the left has brought a lot of good things. A lot of good things have came from the left the same way. Here's the comparison I'm trying to draw. So this makes sense. The, we're in a, this country is like, is a relationship and the left is the woman, the, the liberals are the women, even though there's men in there. It's just a feminine and male relationship, right? So if, so if a man and a woman are in a relationship, you expect the man to not beat the woman. If the guy puts his hands on the woman, we say, okay, let's send this fucker to jail. You should not do that. We all know that's wrong. But then if the man cries, we're also like, okay, you shouldn't be do that, doing that. And then the left or the woman, I'm sorry. So then a woman in a relationship, it's okay for her to cry. Nobody's going to judge her for crying. And then also if she punches the guy for doing something we're going to be like okay bitch you probably shouldn't be putting your hands on people but it's not as big of a deal it just is what it is right and so that is the political landscape as well you get all the liberals are like the woman in the relationship where they don't want to take they can be dead wrong it's like all this covid shit right i expect I expect a sincere apology from the fucking left they need to come out and say yes we were wrong we fucked up we apologize because the whole reason we demonized all these unvaccinated people is because we believed it would not stop or it would stop the spread if people would get vaccinated, which the guy who invented the MNRA technology, he straight up said, no, this vaccine will not stop a spread. It'll decrease symptoms in a lot of people, but you get a risk of myocarditis. And I don't know how to say all these names, but it's a conceptual thing, you know? You say, no, there's definitely side effects because you can listen to any drug commercial and they'll be like, oh, well, if you take a Tylenol for too long, you might have an aneurysm and brain bleeding, but you're telling me some vaccine that was invented within nine months, there's no side effects. Now people are keeling over and dying from shower, hot showers, allegedly. I don't know, dude. But 
That's the same thing. You've ever been in an argument with a woman? It doesn't matter how right you are. That's where that whole saying happy wife, happy life comes from. Because you don't argue with women because you're never going to be right. You can be, you, you can be 100% factually correct, but they're not going to admit that they were wrong ever. That's just a, a female thing. And so, but the bad thing is with the country, if we have a happy wife, happy life country, the bad thing is the fucking country will collapse because this is reality, not some relationship. You know what I mean? And that's why the left, they get to loot, they get to steal, they get to scream, they get to holler, they get to demonize people, they get to do all this stuff. And then nobody, they never get held fully accountable because nobody takes them as an actual real threat because everybody kind of knows, okay, these people are kind of bitches. But as soon as the right, right, when the right, that's when shit gets scary. It gets scary when the right wingers get mad because then you know, like, okay, well, these are the military guys and like the alpha dudes and the... This is where shit could actually go off the rails. And the only thing that protects weak people from bad people is strong, good people. And the left is starting to demonize all the strong, good people. So all the good, strong people are starting to be like, all right, well, fuck you guys. If you're going to throw me into the bad bucket, you can defend yourself. And that's where we are in life. But anyways, remember when this podcast used to be funny? Uh, thank you for tuning in. Please leave a rating and a review. Please tell somebody, um, send me some feedback. If you hate something about the podcast, let me know. If you love something about the podcast, let me know. Um, don't tell me little fucking petty shit that doesn't matter though. Uh, cause I won't listen to that, but you guys take care of y'all selves and I appreciate out of you go to lordpetty.com go buy yourself some cool merch wear it and uh tag me in it all right